Hello, everybody. This is the Friendly Bear Podcast, where we interview some of the best and brightest traders in the trading community. Listen to inspiring stories and nuggets of insight from current and future game changers in the trading space. Listen and learn as we explore all types of trading niches with some of the best in the industry from a Friendly Bear point of view. Make sure to check out the Friendly Bear Podcast new YouTube channel called Friendly Bear Research, which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. What's up, everyone? This is David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and I'm here with uh, Joe Kennedy, Joe Kennedy of Four Eyes Finance, and we started this macro jabber kind of discussion every couple of weeks or so. Um, we started a couple months ago. This might be the fourth or fifth one, yeah. or sixth one. It's in March. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's cool to get these going. And uh, this year, I'm just I always reiterate this in the beginning of the of the podcast for Macro Jabber. It's just I want to get better with macro and just get more familiar with the overall markets as part of my you know, evolution as a trader, because I was always stuck in the whole penny stock land and small cap land. And, you know, there's more to the markets and you could always find an edge in, in some in, more information. You know, for me uh, as a trader, more information is good. You know, it's not noise. I know a lot of traders. It depends on your personality. So my personality, I like as much information. I like to be I like to imagine myself like like uh, in in uh, in the matrix of, of trading, you know, like. Yeah. So. So yeah, with all that, what's up, Joe? How's it going, man? Good, good. Appreciate you having me back on. Yeah, awesome. So, so yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go through these topics of macro because uh, you have a lot more experience with macro. Um, and so, it's I met Joe at Trade Space, and he was always into like the bigger picture things because he trades options and he has a background in the military. So, like, I remember when the Russia Ukraine thing was happening. He had like a better understanding of that and like how it affects the markets. So it's good to have a discussion with Joe. And here I am with the podcast. We get to discuss these things. So what do you want to start with, Joe? It's, uh, I think we got to start with Fed policy. Everyone's talking about inflation these days. And um, I think it's interesting because since I've been, I was a finance accounting major in college, right? And it was like a CFA prep program. So it doesn't teach you how to trade at all, but it teaches you about fundamental analysis and everyone, you always you need to have a macro mindset when you're thinking about how to value a company. But since I've been in college, I graduated in 2017. We've only ever had interest rates borderline zero. And I'd like in my perception of the world, like you can't have higher interest rates. And now that you see interest rates rising with inflation being a problem, it's interesting to see how uh, people are reacting, how the market's reacting. Um, and, you know, what I'm learning as it goes on. And maybe you have a different perspective because you're a bit older than me, but still pre-2008, did you have any idea about interest rates really? I had no idea about interest rates, man. I found out about interest rates. I mean, I always heard people talking about it and like I didn't even like bat an eye. Uh, but like when it occurred to me, I should know, I should probably look into it more. And that's why we're having this discussion right now with yeah. interest rates is when Lucci asked me, I don't know if you remember, Joe, Lucci asked me one day early in the morning in the pre-market, we were, you and I were talking and Lucci walks in the door and he's like, hey guys, hey David, what, you know what the, what Jay Powell said or something? Did they say something about interest? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I have no clue. <laughs> Who's Jay Powell? <laughs> do you ever, do you ever, 
it was no, Jake. Really, to be honest with you. And, and uh, I was like, oh, I think Joe knows. <laughs> oh, I think you, then you 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 answered the question. You, yeah. You know, I had no clue. But um, then after that, I was like, wait a second, man. Maybe I, I should. I sh- this is kind of embarrassing. You know, I, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a great morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it, it's funny how interest rates didn't really matter for the for the small caps. But um, but yeah, no, I think it's great to know, you know, especially just being financially trying to be as fa- financially literate these days, as yep. opposed to 10 years ago when 2008 was happening. I had no clue. I was in like high school and I remember like my mom uh was foreclosing the house, man. You know, so Ooh, this. Close. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I was in, in about to go to college. You know, so and that that affects everything. And I remember, yeah. like, uh, a lot of people were foreclosing houses. And a lot, you know, look at the Big Short, the movie. You can see what happened. But um, but yeah, you know, I think this this all affects us. And I I don't understand it a hundred percent. But okay, so the past couple of years, interest rates were very low. Was yeah, that what the it was? Fed funds rate. So the Fed funds rate is like the key benchmark, right? Um. And then it ultimately trickles down to how companies can borrow money to develop CapEx. That's why companies are now interested in like ESG and like their global footprint and all these things that like are kind of like icing on the cake as you think about providing shareholder value. Um, And then once you start to raise that, then it becomes more expensive for companies to acquire other companies to, you know, invest in R&D, et cetera. Um, And I'm no economic expert. Like I studied this in college and I just like reading about it. Um, but it's interesting now because you have inflation at a level where people say the Fed needs to raise rates, and then you have Fed governors who have different perspectives on where the Fed funds rate should be. Like you hear people say, like the hawkish Fed governors or the dovish Fed governors. Um, and now we also have a stock market that's kind of been pushed over by like the Russia Ukraine initially, but now inflation's taking over. And as you raise interest rates, how's that going to affect earnings? How's it going to affect like the overall market? Right. And now you're like, I go home and my aunt and uncle are talking about inflation. It's kind of like the crypto bubble. Like once people start talking about it, then it has to be addressed by like the, the policymakers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we do these pretty frequently. It'll be interesting come the end of the year, A, what the Fed funds rate is at and B, how it's affected inflation. Because some people say they're not raising high enough, fast enough. Others think they're overdoing it. Um and if they overdo it, then they could kill the stock market. But if they underdo it, then inflation is going to keep going. So I see. So it, it affects the overall trend of the stock market. And, yeah. Uh, that, yeah, it's important because t- this year. So our, so we're in, officially in a recession, right? Is that what it is? Uh, well, what the official is like two contracting quarters of GDP, I think, is the official definition, right? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I think I think we just did it last week, right? I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I think well, I'll have to follow back I, I'm, up with you on that. I'm, one. Well, as far as trading the markets, I'm I'm already I'm treating it like it is a bear market. You know, with that yeah. in mind, like when something goes spikes parabolically on like no catalyst or no news, I'm I'm being more aggressive on the short side. Yeah, so just a little bit. So like t- this past weekend, I was at the Ducks conference, Stephen Ducks, and he had one guy there, an algorithmic uh, trader, algorithmic guy that teaches how to do algorithms. And he was he made a good an interesting point. He's like, in this market, you know, people that, that have been shorting the past couple of years, which is like like me, um, last I mean it's been all right, but like I was shorting while a bull market was going on. Yeah. And then now shorting while and I, you know, which is 
it prepared me to, and, 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 and I'm still going short. So like in a bear market, it's like adding extra pepper to my shorts, Yep. you know? So like I am going a little, a little bit more, a, a little tad bit more aggressive than I was before, because before I'd have to like watch out just in case uh, the apes came in or something, you know? So, and it's now, crazy that you started in 2020 with that volatility. And now like you've, you've had all of your, uh, a lot of growing pains or whatever lessons learned. And now you can kind of hit your stride as the market's favorable to the way that you trade. Yeah, exactly. You know, so exactly like, our, like last year, 2020, 2021, I was always, I mean, it was, it was good year, but uh, for shorts in general, because everything goes crazy and then it comes down and a lot of shorts made money. But like, um, I remember trading that and I, I'd always have to watch out for the apes or like some kind of me- meme or, you know, what, yep. what, are these guys going to come out of nowhere, Reddit or whatever. Zach Morris. Zach Morris. Like this year is those guys are like, they got their, like they're, they're in pain, you know? So they try, I mean, they, they still try, but it's not anywhere yeah. near. So, but yeah, um. With all that, yeah, that's, that's a bear market for you. So anyway, so okay, so let's next one. Uh, European politicians, what about them? So there's a few interesting things going on in Europe because now everyone has to take a stance a on on the Russia situation, but b on how they're gonna uh, run their country as they go into this period. So you see, UK is gonna have a new election. Boris Johnson stepping down. Italy, Mario Draghi is coming down. And then have you seen all the protests in the Netherlands over their climate change initiative with the I farmers? Have, I have not. I, I only was aware of Boris Johnson. Okay, so Italy, Italy is having the, the head guy. the Mario Draghi, yeah, who used to be the head of the ECB. You know who I'm talking about? The European Central Bank? He's kind of the short brown-headed guy? Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, I, know, I heard of the ECB. Okay, but, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so it's, I don't know, it's just interesting that you have these things simultaneously going on yeah. and then Towards the beginning of the the Russia-Ukraine conflict, you had Emmanuel Macron from France also like being weak on Russia and saying like we're still going to import. And then it's like it's very interesting in Europe right now when you think about England. Germany has a new president this year. Italy all no. having new leadership. Like and the, and the Netherlands. So what's going on over there? I thought it was. And then the Netherlands to... is just interesting because there's all these protests with the farmers and their tractors because they. Cows are bad for the environment. So they are trying to limit the CO2 footprint of farms in the Netherlands. Is it, is, where is um that little girl from that always complains about the the climate? Oh, um, Greta, uh, Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she from there? She's from one of the Scandinavian countries, I think. Okay. Wow. It's just yeah. so interesting. No, it's so, it's so interesting in a world environment. Because I remember when I was um in 2020, I actually was traveling all over uh south america caribbean every i just was like uh, i'm going i'm going um, and uh you know there were protests and there's like there were riots all over the u.s like four or five of them you know yep. you can go through all and then there were there were protests i don't know if they're qualifies riots but like there was protests in chile in peru in fact, I, in Peru, I don't even know what the protest was, but I was walking with them as a like, tourist kind of thing, you know, but I have no idea. I have no idea. what. I bet if I found out, I probably wouldn't have done it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, because like in L.A., when they whenever they protest, I want nothing yeah. to do with it. I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, You're walking down the streets I, of Lima holding signs. Yeah, I was well, not holding signs, but like I was walking next to them and like I was just like, yeah, let, you know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, 
But it's just interesting because like all that was happening in the U.S., but it's happening everywhere. And I think it's like people like our human nature, whenever we're going through something like, for example, the lockdowns, the lockdowns was everywhere. It wasn't just the U.S. I think they, they just get more agitated for certain things and they want changes. And because Lima was insane. I don't know if you're aware. They, they were like barricading everything, all the police and the guard or whatever National Guard you call them. And like they were really yeah. the, the president was in hiding. They wanted that president out of there. People were like spray painting on the walls saying like uh, the government is is uh, fascist. It's the same thing yeah. as the U.S. was happening over there. But like we're completely different people and different everything. You don't you, you don't hear. Yeah. Situation, and like, you don't hear the, the news uh, companies in the U.S. talking about that and how like why is it like the same stuff going on over there? We have like what is this? But but like I was there, it was the same thing. And if you Google it, you can see for yourself. It was yeah. basically the same kind of protests of ousting the, at the time in the U.S. was Trump. Over there it was their leader, their president. Really weird. And then you had um in Chile, that was Peru. In Chile, the same thing. They were going like a bunch of socialist protesting going on. Um, and it, it, this was in the middle of COVID when, every, when everybody was under forced lockdown. So like it's interesting to see like uh, human nature. We're, we're, even though we're all... all so far away in a different country, whatever. Find, like, so, purpose in doing this protest. Are you yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like the emotions are still the the same. So, like, um, in Europe, what, what's the, what do you think is the catalyst for all the for all this stuff going on? I don't know. That's an an interesting question. Um, and I think to your point, a lot of this stuff leads back to what's happening in the U.S. Ripples around the world. Like we're the leaders in it. Now you see people flinging against like Joe Biden for the most part, even like the mainstream media, um, you know, saying like maybe he's too old, maybe he's not fit. And and people have, I mean, they look at government a different way than they did before. And not that it necessarily impacts the market, but I think it's something to be cognizant about or just, yeah. just to be aware. But I don't think like the fact that Boris Johnson's no longer going to be leading the UK means that like the S&P 500 is bullish or bearish. Yeah, it's just something to be aware of because it, it could lead to something else. It could else. have ripple effects too because anything yeah. about like geopolitics and obviously people still talk about Russia, Ukraine and maybe a new leader will have a different stance on that and how they want yeah. to support it. Absolutely. Uh, uh, interesting to keep track of that. Okay, and then we have earnings season. Yeah, so last earnings was was interesting and I was looking today, uh, Netflix has earnings tomorrow. I don't know if you remember Netflix um last earning season it opened up like 35 percent down or something like that you know what i'm talking about oh yeah i do remember that it was that... like absolutely crazy <laughs> so it will so... be uh indicative because also last earning seasons you had walmart coming out india target i think even in between earnings talking about how they had to adjust their inventories and how they're going to be impacted by inflation so you'll see some of those like blue chip companies being an indication of how they view the economy you know, interesting. So, so last year when when Netflix tanked like that, what was the the sentiment going into the earnings? It was like kind of indifferent for better or for worse. Like, I was looking at the options before, like right before the market closed, and the volatility that's pressed into those options was crazy. Because um, I think it closed today, what at one ninety or two hundred or something like that. You were still paying a dollar, two dollars for a hundred thirty put for this Friday. Like, I don't know. Earnings season will just be interesting. And I know you don't really trade earnings, right? I remember trading pre-market. No, we stayed away from no, but, but, 
as I, as I've gotten more experience now, it's like I like to. I used to just stay away from earnings. Uh, I like no, I don't want to play earnings. But uh, and and I still, tr- I, it's not my f- most favorite play at all. But like, if something goes up exponentially in small caps, and oh. like we're, we're in this bear market, you know, and it's like it seems unjustified and like other criteria that I have, it's it's a, uh, I, I will step in the trade. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But uh, so like the thing is, is like last year Netflix that was still a bull market. You know, the market is completely different now. So it's going to be interesting to see how these, uh, all the all the companies you mentioned, how, you yeah. know, the, like react, the reaction. Stats in, in Bank of America were today as well. And I didn't read, I know Goldman beat on revenue and EPS, but I didn't read what they said because JP Morgan was last week um, and they, they were talking about their kind of pessimistic outlook. Well, people listen to Jamie Dimon too. Yeah. So everyone wants to see that. But nonetheless, as we're talking about macro, it's it's cool to follow some of that stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. The the leaders and everything and to see how the overall because I know. Yeah. Like when in 2008, for example, I have those historical charts of like you mentioned some of the banks. They yeah. went like I remember like Citibank. What, what was it like went from 300 like to three bucks, bucks or something like that? Yeah. Insane. So like, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see things how things see how things play out, you know, and, and when we look back at, at stuff. <laughs> but if yeah. Citibank does, I mean, if something like that does happen, I'm going to be a buyer, you know, so <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. So yeah. <laughs> oh, you too. Um, okay. So what else? Oh, oh yeah. So Celsius 3AC, you want to, you want to go over that? So, yeah. I wanted to like, did you read much about uh, either 3AC or Celsius? I thought it'd be interesting to bring both of them up. I've, yeah, it, it is exactly. I'm glad we're going to talk about it. Uh, I vaguely know, I know, they were, like they're going, they went into hiding or something. They, they, yes, yeah, so they were hiding out. Maybe you could have seen them in Dubai. <laughs> they like ditched out to Dubai, the, the two dudes from 3AC. And then the, the uh, guy from Celsius, they just filed bankruptcy last week in the evening, one of the nights. Um, but I have a friend whose money's locked up in Celsius. I think I, I know two people who aren't going to get their money out. So, Celsius, can you describe that real quick? Was it like one of these like high? Uh, from my understanding and and you'll have to ask spencer one of the other crypto guys because he understands it a lot better like their liquidity situation and how they ran out of liquidity um but to the average retail investor like us it'd be like having your money in gemini and you just can't get it out anymore damn um and then wait they filed for bankruptcy and then left to dubai no no no, those are the three ac guys the celsius um ceo is still in the u.s okay so so Dubai, like, is it's like Switzerland or something? You, you can't arrest them, or? And I want to ask you this too, because I'm pretty sure that Goldman Sachs had a pretty big stake in Three AC, or they'd given a lot of money to fund it. And obviously, it's it's all wiped out now. But I don't know. I'll have to read up on it, and we can chat more more uh, knowledgeably next time. For sure. So, like, we're starting to see the domino effect of crypto. This is like the beginning of the of, uh, the washout. You're, you're the first person to say it, right? Like. My pizza driver owns Bitcoin, so it must be the top. And I have a friend down here who you saw, like, you know, have you ever seen Brian Shannon's chart that talks about the psychology of a market where it's yeah, like yeah. the accumulation, the buildup, the distribution, then the decline? Yeah. I've seen like the whole thing. And some of my friends and like my brother were like, they're at the point psychologically where they're like, man, I don't know about crypto anymore. And it's like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not buying crypto anymore. I'm waiting for that event. I'm waiting for that event. I, I think it, it is going to be part of the technology of the future. 
Yeah. But I I think that event is gonna is coming so uh it's coming sometime within the next uh twelve to I don't know eighteen twenty four months. And you're gonna war chest ready when the time does. Yeah, come. yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. Now I'm, I'm waiting for that. Um, personally, uh, and okay, Elon. Wrapping up Elon. So you read now they're suing Elon, right? Twitter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And now Elon's suing them back. Um, so you're still you're still long your Twitter shares, right? Yeah, uh, it it was considered a long term hold for me, man. So like, I mean, uh, I, don't, I, 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 I will I, I will add to it if 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 I if I deem I'm not gonna add now, but like I I will keep adding over time. You know? Like at the beginning, we talked about it. I remember we probably did this three episodes, four episodes ago, a couple months where we we're like, do you think this is actually going to happen? And it's kind of like, Meh. I still think it definitely could happen. Like, do you think the doors totally shut on the acquisition? I mean, it, it could happen uh, either way, whether it does or doesn't. Twitter is I don't think it's going anywhere. Uh, whether the bots. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of bots. There's a lot of bots on Facebook, Instagram. There's bots everywhere. So like, um but I do like the Twitter. I mean, what what trader? I don't know a trader that doesn't use Twitter. Whether yeah. you're you're a lurker like, or you're active, yeah, you know. So and Twitter has like a bunch of features. I think it's cool. I I, I have it up all the time, um, and it it's just severely, you know, taking a hit. You know, so like, yeah. when is it? And like, I don't know. It, it just got to fix up the front office. Uh, the front, you know, like Elon would solve that problem, but. Yeah, um, I guess that'd be my next question to you. Do you think that Twitter would change regardless? Because now they've kind of been exposed, if you will, for silencing people and kind of censoring what you see and what you don't see. Like, yeah, it's I known think, to everyone. But do you think anything will change? I don't know, man. I, I I hope so. You know, just like the the media outlets like CNN and all this, like they all need to revamp everything. You know, so yeah. uh, Facebook too, everything. You know, so like, uh, I I still think the thing is. That's that's the that's the thing. So like, that's kind of the way I see it. So okay, like that. That's why it's a long term kind of play for me because once they do fix fix that, it's gonna be it's gonna go a lot. You know, it's, it should yeah. it should reflect on the price. Right now, it's like all over the place because they're sloppy. You know, they they're they they you know they they're why are they silent like silencing people? Is that good for business? Um, I don't know. It, it creates competition. Now there's other outlets coming up. You know, so. Do you have a, a truth account? Um, no, I signed like, up. Why is I, truth not blown up? Because I don't have it. Nobody talks about going on truth and truth kind of solves that problem, if you will. It does. Uh, I tried signing up for truth a while ago and it was just like glitching all over and like wasn't registering the email or phone number. It like was, it was super beta mode. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. And like, um, I don't know, bro. Like Trump, he he's he's. He's kind of old and like you know what I mean. He's not in the day. This is not the days of where he was doing. Um, what's that show he was doing? I forgot the name. Yeah, the um, the boss one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're fired or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. The Apprentice. Yeah, The Apprentice. That that was what 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, so maybe back then he'd he he'd uh, make a, a cooler platform, but now he's like an, an older guy and like there's just too you know it's it's got a long way to go. Um, yeah. You know, so like, like, for example, me, I, I want to use something like that. But like Twitter is is much more. I don't know. It's, I it, It's so it's, powerful. Like, like Shinzo Abe got killed, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 
10 minutes after he got killed, you have like a gazillion outlets. Like I saw the video of it and I don't know. I was talking to my parents about it and they're like, oh, I didn't see anything. Didn't really saw a headline. I didn't here. see anything like, either. Yeah. You go on Twitter and like you can damn near pick out his blood type from the number of angles you have at it. Yeah. Yeah, you can. So, it's still so powerful. And like, I agree with you. It's not going anywhere because like whether they, they censor things or not, we can use it in so many ways. Yeah, like, for example, when a stock pops up, uh, I always, and I don't see a catalyst, I look at Twitter, someone posted something, yeah, yeah. you know, so, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, okay, that's the catalyst, boom, yeah. that's why I moved. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I hopefully Twitter gets it together, but, like, you know, we, we need more freedom of speech, like, 100%, we shouldn't be having, in the U.S., I don't think we should have uh, this it shouldn't even be a discussion about freedom of speech. Everybody, you know, it should be like everybody's on the same page. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you know, like that's what we're known for as a country. So hopefully they get it together. Hopefully they all do. Uh, all these social medias, you know, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, any other th- thoughts? Uh, nothing else uh, that was on the list. Look forward to a couple weeks, and we can. Uh... We can circle back and maybe we'll have some change European politicians, Fed policy, et cetera. So yeah, it's always always it. good. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's always good to reflect back on these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Joe. Well, thanks for coming on and I'll see you soon, bro. All right. Take it easy. Thanks. Right. That concludes today's episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use. The Friendly Bear Podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at reverse underscore long. You can find the Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.